All right, man, let me get one more uh, sound check and then we'll start recording. Can you uh, just describe your day real quick? Uh, I worked. Perfect. Um, <laughs> I worked I worked way too hard uh, per usual. Um, I washed my car after work. I had talked about this with a, uh, with a couple of my employees that were like super stoked. They were like, yeah, we're going to listen. I can't wait. You're going to do great. Nice. And yeah, I mean, I was, I've been super pumped about this for the latter part of uh, a week since we talked about it. I was going to say, since I like drunkenly told you last year during, uh, during finals nationals at the, at the end of the party. <laughs> the party. Yeah, it was a good time. But, uh, all right, man. Well, let's, um, before any gold slips past us, let's go ahead and begin. So, you ready? I am. Alrighty, so beginning in three, two, one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, I am joined by the one and only Jeremy Bizzle. Jeremy, how you doing, man? I'm good. And yourself? I am very relieved now that the birthday right clash on. is over with, and no one's ate my car <laughs> yet, and uh, yeah, no uh, no one's calling for my name, so that's good. Um, I'm, it's still early. This is true. Um, yeah, at the time of this recording, it's the 19th. The episodes, both men and women's, dropped yesterday morning, or this morning, I should say, feels like yesterday and um yeah so far so good i mean it's 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 cool as we were talking about offline you know seeing people talking about dodgeball kind of advocating their case saying no my team would have done this or we would have done that and for the most part all the feedback i've got has been fairly constructive so you know we're thinking about maybe that feeding into like a 2020 you know what would nationals have looked like type thing and it's all good man but um enough about me how, how have you been i'm good i'm good um just kind of sitting uh, thinking about the last meaningful dodgeball that I played was literally about seven and a half months ago in Canada. And I mean, I miss it. I miss the people. Um, and hopefully like we'll be back sooner than later. Cause I know a lot of people are struggling right now trying to get that dodgeball fix in. So, yeah, it's struggling is one way to put it. Um, you're kind of joking about that one person that posted like, Hey, how's, how's life changed for you since you haven't been playing dodgeball or like, how much money have you saved? And <laughs> people were talking about like how they got married, had kids or like got, bought a new house or got out of debt. And it's like, Oh man, like I don't want people thinking like dodgeball is holding you back. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, um, Oh good. Yeah. That's like the, the one thing. Um, yeah. Dodgeball. Dodgeball has been such a huge part of like my life and like everybody's lives. I think I've met some of the nicest people doing this. So I, I would hope that uh, having a year off an impromptu year off um, wouldn't change any of that. I mean, I mean, I'm glad everybody's doing well, but like you said, I hope that wasn't the one thing holding everybody back. Yeah. You can still balance life and dodgeball. And yeah, I, you said meaningful dodgeball. I think the last tournament I played in was Sin City, which was a blast. And um, my liver yeah. definitely appreciates, you know, not being in the after parties. But um, I mean, like, have you played anything since then? Like, is I mean, how has COVID affected you up until this point, just overall? So I think, um, I think after we got back from Forest City, uh, what mid January, like late January or whatever it was, uh, we have pickup dodgeball here. Um, every Monday. Um, and then I 
think that like that week of like March 15th was like the last time that we had all played dodgeball together. Um, I just remember my work closing down and we had dodgeball that same night. And then that like Wednesday they had canceled work for the foreseeable future. And then I know um, after, I think it was like a week or two after, um, we had canceled Throwdown, which is like a super huge tournament here uh, that we hold yearly with uh, Twin Cities Dodgeball. Right. And once once we canceled that, I knew it was like serious, serious. Like nobody knew how long this was going to last for. So I knew once that was canceled, once work was canceled, um, that was pretty much going to be the end of it. Um, but since then, um, I've participated in a couple like kickball leagues that we have here um, that are still kind of like uh, – in the beginning stages of like trying to hold like COVID related seasons. And um, yeah, I mean the first, uh, I mean, it's, it's been going pretty well. Um, I know one of the leagues I'm in just totally canceled their, their fall season just because they were like, you know, what? we're not going to like, we, we tried doing it once. We're not going to try to do it for the rest of the year. Like we'll, we'll wait until next year. And then the other league is, uh, they're already getting ready to start fall season in like three weeks. So, so some you're, you're getting close to some semblance of what's normal, right? I guess you're like you're slowly starting to pick up, you know, leagues or just something is going on. It looks like at least. Yeah. Like we just to kind of get out of the house, like one week, my best friend and I, we, uh, she actually hosted this uh, kickball event that's close to her apartment complex um, at this park. And, we just invited a bunch of people because we knew a lot of people were wanting to get out the house. We obviously kept everything super safe and uh, we did that for about two weeks. And then we found out that there was this kickball league. So we, we ended up joining that. And I mean, just anything to, like you said, just have some sort of like normalcy um, definitely helps. So. Well, this is like the third time I've bashed Arizona, but. At least you guys are moving forward. We we seem to be going backwards. Um, so deem on us. So hopefully in the next like month or so, we'll we'll see some kind of just ability to play something, and we'll we'll get that 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 feeling back of oh, at least we're playing league or open or or practice or something. But um, yeah, something. Yeah, anything really at this point. But um, kind of glossed over who you are. So I mean, just in case, um, going back to. I guess like the beginning, um, why don't you just go ahead and introduce yourself, where you're from, and what team you're currently play for, or what you're best known for. Uh, I'm Jeremy Bizzle. I started playing, uh, I guess there was this league out in St. Paul um, that Tanya Kaiser introduced me to many years ago, and um, ever since then, um, I, I had met Cody Foley, actually, through Tanya, and uh, Cody and I used to play in a church basement, actually. Um, we would have dodgeball there from like, I think 10 PM to like 12 AM, like every Thursday. And, uh, they played 8.5 and I fell in love. Like I started with foam, but I was like, as long as I can like rip this ball at somebody and, you know, not get caught, like I'm good. So we played that for, for maybe about a year and a half until um, Cody actually told me that he was on this traveling dodgeball team. And I was like, what? Like, you actually travel for this? That's pretty cool. So 
from then I ended up meeting Eric Stone and Derek Johnson and, and pretty much the rest of Boosh and uh, the rest is history. Um, we've won a couple championships. I've met so many people, um, been to two nationals, been to Canada a bunch of times. Um, but uh, I think it was, uh, it was last nationals that uh, Boosh actually broke up. So right now I am currently a free agent. I say somebody needs to scoop you up if they haven't already uh, for whenever dodgeball starts again. Um, somebody on the stream said, by the name of Team Jugs, says trash pandas, heavy on the trash, and then a uh, clink emoji. <laughs> so, you see you got some support already. But uh, you said, uh, so you played in a church basement. 8.5 was their first ball. What, what year was this? Oh, my gosh. This was... Um... I've known Cody for about six years now. So this is like 2014, like late 2014. Nice. Um, yeah, we, um, like I said, church basement, there would be a ton of us there. Um, some former Boosh members, um, just people who just love dodgeball, just some like local players. Um, we played for roughly about two hours and I'd go to work the next day super sore, but that's where, that's where that love actually kind of came in for it. And I was like, eh. I want to start traveling and doing it, but obviously I didn't know how. And then that's when he came along and was like, Hey, like we're doing this. Like I told stone about you, like we want you on the team. And <laughs> I remember that very first tournament I went to, we, um, we drove, it was five of us in a car, like a little, like mini, like Prius or something like that. And we drove for 13 hours to get to, uh, to get to Michigan. And it was not fun. It was not fun just being cramped. Um, it was me, Isaac, Cody, um, a couple other people that were on Boosh at the time and just not fun. But getting there and actually being like with the group and everything like that, um, it was just a good time. It was just a good time. And I think, like I said, that's where my love actually kicked in for it at and the, the entire traveling aspect and, and meeting new people and learning like different like play styles and actually just being in the in the know was was actually beneficial to to everything that's going on now nice it's funny because you know in all the people i've interviewed there's a lot of similarities with like starting off in a church basement or a church rec center or something associated with the church and then always playing until you know super late at night and then you got the other aspect where it's like hey we found out about this tournament you know three four hours away let's just cram in, in somebody's vehicle and uh and head out there and, you know, just kind of, uh, I don't know what the word is, but just do whatever it takes to, to play and compete. Like, it's it's really cool. Because I always thought that was, like, a, just a Tucson thing. And then eventually, like, oh, maybe it's just, like, an Arizona thing. But mo a lot of people have that similar type of, like, background story where it just, like, makes you even more, like, endeared to the sport. The um, the 2013 tournament, do you remember what that was? Was that, like, a elite tournament by chance? Or what was that? So, yeah, that was that was the very first elite tournament. Um I'm not sure if, you know, Boosh was a part of anything else besides that. I think they might have actually been a team beforehand. Um, I'm not too sure, but that was my very first elite tournament. And it was crazy. Like, I had never seen, obviously, I'd never seen any of those people before in my life. And just seeing the velocity of, like, some of these throws and some of these catches. And it was wild. It was wild. It was, like, one of my fondest memories, though. It was crazy. Is it cool just seeing like other people take this seriously? It's not just you. Did you have that kind of yeah? Feeling? I mean, 
yeah, there were, I mean, there were a lot of teams there that were just there to kind of have fun. And then you had your like super serious teams. I think Task Force at the time was like super serious. I think Glenn was still playing with them. And then you had, uh, I'm not sure if Nico was on that team, but Gordo and like a bunch of other people were, were on that team and, you know, just taking it like balls to the wall, just super serious. And I mean, it was like, yo, like if, if they're taking this as serious, like they must want to compete and be good. And like, I want to be on that level, but like want to still have fun. So it was like, like you said earlier, it was like glass half empty, glass half full type thing. So nice. I'm looking on their website. I think it was the Elite Midwest in June. And you have Task Force Unicorn had won the oh, Open man, Division. Yeah. And a team called the Lakers, which I can only recognize Mark Trippetti, oh crap, Dylan Fedig, Fedig and uh, Greg Trippiati. So, oh, man. Yeah, that's that's Paul throwback. Hildebrand. Yeah, some, some old names popping up. So That is, that is throwback. <clears throat> Well, cool, man. Well, um, I'm probably going to revisit, you know, your first experience with the lead and what made you want to stick to it. But um, what is there, your current number and is there any meaning behind it? Um, so I've, I had two numbers with Boosh. Um, one was three. Uh, one that just represents my birthday. That's next month. Um, and then one was one um, for uniqueness. Um, I feel like anybody who has a number one, there's only one of that person. And that's kind of why I stuck with that. Like once we like we're in our final season, I decided to go with one instead of three. Nice. Yeah. So you said uniqueness. I'm, I'm thinking of some of your moves. Um, you know, the, the famous one, which I'm going <laughs> to push pause and we'll, we'll get to that one. Cause I think Vince asked about that. Unique is definitely one way to, to describe you. So, um, I guess that's a good choice. And then, yeah. Um, Noted. It's your birthday in September. Man, dude, am I aware of that? After <laughs> yesterday. Um, and you said St. Paul, is that where you're, is that where you live now or where, where do you live now? Uh, no. So uh, West Bloomington, so roughly about maybe about 20, 25 minutes from St. Paul. Okay, gotcha. Cool. And how did you know Tanya? That was one thing I wanted to ask too. So she got you into dodgeball, but what's the association there? So Tanya and I... Um, had played kickball against each other for years and I didn't know that she had actually played dodgeball until she had actually, um, she had asked me to sub for her team one night. And I was like, yeah, I didn't know you guys played dodgeball. She told me about it. She said, Hey, meet here six o'clock. Like we've got a game. It's like, all right, cool. Obviously didn't have any gear on me. Um, I'm going in with just normal shoes, no knee pads, just, just green as can be. And, was like okay like there are people here that have knee pads people here are super serious people can throw people can catch people can dodge and like ever since then um like she's been such a integral part and um pretty much everything she's like one of my biggest supporters and i can't thank her enough for everything that she's done for me nice yeah, it's it's cool when you like kind of trace back your your dodgeball lineage, like who brought you into it, and especially if you, um, if I may, like you, you know, a prominent member of the community, and you know, you're active, and you know, you're well known. It's like how did how did this person get in here? Because dodgeball still to this day isn't you know really that popular. So it's it's usually you know friend of a friend brings you in. Uh, very mm-hmm. very rarely, like in the case of like Gage Young, where you're just like late you're up late at night watching YouTube videos and then just so happens you move to a state that has dodgeball. Like I'm feeling like that's more and more rare, but 
know, people like Tanya who've been around for a while, you know, they're, it's safe to say she's a staple of the community bringing you in. That, that makes sense. And that's pretty cool. It's like, she's got like a little referral card going. So, uh, kudos to Tanya oh, for, for that. Yeah. So had you, have you, had you played dodgeball before that night when you subbed like in, in grade school or, um, as a kid or that was, that was literally my first time in probably about 15 years. Um, I mean, we played a little bit in like high school, but it wasn't anything to that like extreme. So like that was me getting reacclimated with, with the sport I now love. And yeah, that was, that was the first time. Um, I don't think we won, but it was literally just kind of having that experience and having the hunger to want to get better and, um, just help out a friend. I mean, she was, like I said, she's been super integral in my life and a bunch of other people's as well. So, I mean, if had if it hadn't been for kickball, I probably wouldn't be having this conversation with you right now. Isn't that crazy to think about? Like, if you just said no that night, like, nah, I don't want to play that. Right. Not that. That's dumb. <laughs> Sounds stupid. That was uh, that was literally my response when when my friend asked me at the time, "Hey, come play." I was like, "You're an idiot. I'm not doing it." <laughs> Look yeah, what happened. Pretty so. much. Um, if I if I had said no to Tanya, I'd be at home watching wrestling probably. Eh, I mean, that's not bad. <laughs> it could be worse. But... I mean, I mean, I'm still watching wrestling, talking to you. So yeah, you're right. It's not that bad. Yeah, just, just a little different. Just some different experiences, and you know, you increased your your friends by like I don't know, fifty, eighty fold. But uh... oh, right. <laughs> uh, well, shoot. Now I have to ask, who's your favorite wrestler of all oh, time? Like, of all time? Are, oh, all time? Yep. Just putting on the spot oh, right man. now. I'm gonna have to go with the guy I met, Chris Jericho. Mm. How'd you, I, how'd yeah, you... I, I I met Chris Jericho probably about um probably about 14 years ago now, and um he's just super nice. I think he was actually on tour with his band, huh. and we were um a bunch of my friends were actually at this uh this water park, and I was playing DDR actually, and he. He came in and he just started watching me and I was like, holy crap, that's Chris Jericho. And I just played and ended up turning around and I was like, hey, like, I was like, you're Chris Jericho. He's like, yeah. I was like, I was like, can I get a picture? You know, just super, just starstruck. And he was like, yeah, that's not a problem. So that's like one of my most prized possessions is that picture with Chris Jericho. That's crazy. So he's watching play DDR and that's how you. He, that, that was how I knew that was him. Like I. <laughs> Like I said, I was playing and I turn around and it's him and he's watching super intently like with his family. And I was like, no way, like this is actually happening. That's cool. So turn around and actually had a conversation with him for a little bit and we ended up taking a picture. I left him alone because obviously he's trying to have quality time with his family. So right. just left him alone after that. And I mean, that was, like I said, like one of my most prized possessions. That's That was crazy that he actually did that. So That's cool, man. Do you know uh, do you know Spencer Lopez by chance? I do. Speaking we um DDR. <laughs> funny story, yeah. So we actually met um I think it it was at uh it was at the twenty eighteen nationals actually. And we had known each other. We actually we have a bunch of mutual friends in that uh that DDR community. And um I think I had made a joke one time and I was like, Hey, like I was like, who else plays dodgeball and like plays like DDR pump it up or whatever? And then he responded. And then we had this long like Facebook message like chat that uh you know it's like, hey, you do this, you do that, you're on goat, you're on boosh, like, oh my god, like that's crazy. And 
that's how we like officially like met met nice. was was at uh at nationals and just having that conversation about a game that we both enjoy when we're not playing dodgeball <laughs> that's awesome yeah i've been saying man dodgeball is the gift that just keeps on giving you find people that you know First of all, it's enough just to have dodgeball in common, but then you add more things like like DDR or, or uh, this is a terrible example. The only thing that comes to mind is like Magic or you know, video games or you know Command and Conquer, not Command and Conquer, uh, Call of Duty or what have you. Um, right. Oh yeah. You have like oh, yeah. these little sub sub communities, which is which is awesome, and you know these. Hopefully, it makes these relationships and friendships last. You know, past. You know, when we're not playing anymore. But um, who would win between you and Spencer? Who's better? Um, Spencer would smash me. Like there is no, um, Spencer is like super good. <laughs> he might, yeah, he might be kind of like subtle about it, but he's literally one of the best players in the world. Um, he knows uh, a bunch of people that have been to like international tournaments and all this other stuff. I watch him on stream every once in a while. I know he's still kind of semi recovering from a, from an injury. I know he had some work done on his knee. Right. So, um, but yeah, he's, He's coming back. He he's a monster. He'll beat me in DDR. I'll probably beat him and pump it up though. That's my jam. Well, hopefully we can see that one day and stream it, or it's at a you know after nationals or a tournament. But um, yeah, Spencer's awesome. I got to talk to him just a wee little bit during 2018 and I think the beginning of 2019. And cool kid, and he had posted a himself dancing and he was using a ball of state towels. Like, oh, I love this guy forever. Like, I will always <laughs> right love <on>. this man. <laughs> so cool. <laughs> But um, well, going back to dodgeball, a um, little bit of a sidetrack there. You had mentioned just being able to like to throw this eight point five was like the hook and helping Tanya. But was there anything about like the the game itself that hooked you? Like, what was it that made you want to come back again and again and oh, yeah. again? So it's it's definitely the team aspect. I mean, it's definitely a team game first and foremost. Um, I know a lot of people thrive on being like that last person and actually kind of like you know, being that person for your team and actually like carrying them or whatever it is. But like that team aspect is something that um, it wasn't there right away. Like, I think just for like recreational purposes and this just being like rec league, like dodgeball and me not knowing that there is like semi-pro dodgeball, I guess at the time, like we were just kind of there. We were just throwing it around. I mean, like there was no like huddles or anything. It was like, hey, pump fake. Or, you know, pretty much anything that I know now is just throw the ball, don't get out, cool, whatever. Right. And then just kind of evolving into traveling dodgeball and actually like seeing people um, get together and practice and actually like pump fake and just, I mean, there's a whole slew of different things. Like that's what got me into it. I was like, okay, it's more than just throwing a ball. Like there are so many intricacies and in dodgeball it's ridiculous but um like i just kind of thrive off of uh learning something new from like each player that i meet or each team that i watch and just kind of like attributing it to my game it's really crazy if you watch dodgeball at its highest in the quotations um back in the day like 2004 2005 like what are these kids doing because it, it literally was just hey throw as hard as you can and, and that's it and you fast forward you know 10 10 years even and the strategy has evolved so fast and it's almost like a like you're watching a different sport and a different game and i i'm curious you know we're probably going to say the same thing you know 10 15 years from now like man we thought we knew what we were doing in 2018 2019 2020 if you want to count this year 
and I'm yeah. sure that the strategy will change even more so. So that's cool. Yeah, these, the, what's that? These kids. I was gonna say these kids now. Like, I mean, they're they're constantly evolving. Like, they're they're gonna be the ones. I mean, to to push this game into the stratosphere. Like, it's crazy. Like some of these young guns. Like, like Matt. Like Kyle Sander. Like uh, Jaquan. Like those guys. Like Dylan. Like. All those guys, like, I mean, give them, give them about five years, give them about six years, like something like that. Like they're gonna find a way to change the game. I'll do that if I have my senior league. That way, I'm not getting killed out there. That sounds. I mean, that sounds <laughs> good old AARP league. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we'll call it. <laughs> I was thinking like, you know, like the Silver League, but now nah, just straight up what it is. AARP is gonna sponsor us because we're gonna be their best customers as it is. But uh, <laughs> right, uh, self burn, but. Um, <laughs> Had you played any sports prior to that? Do- I mean, you said, you know, you played dodgeball maybe once or twice as a youth, but any other sports growing up? Um, I played football with friends and <laughs> that was quintessentially about it. Like I didn't, I didn't do anything else. Um, oh, I, oh, scratch that. I played baseball for three years too. Hmm. And that was, that was fun. Um, <laughs> we had skipped practice one time to go watch the Matrix. So. Kind of didn't go back to baseball after that. We had, we had got uh, chewed out pretty intensely. I was uh, I thought you guys went a different route. Like you just realized, hey, the world's not real. We're living in a simulation. F baseball. Like, there's <laughs> worse things to think about now. Um, had like a existential so crisis. Bad. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny because I've I've been delving into rabbit holes on YouTube about how we live in a simulation right now, and uh, the fact that you're ma- mentioning the Matrix is not helping my paranoia. So I'm just gonna skip off that real quick. But uh, what's uh, oh boy, <laughs> yeah, that, that's we'll, we'll talk for like another half hour and a half over nothing but that. But um, yeah, if you want a good time, man, just YouTube. Are we in a simulation? And 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 then goodbye, like good night. Like <laughs> you're not coming back to that for a while. But. Uh, <laughs> What, what, do you remember what you played in baseball? Like any specific positions or? Center field. Center field. Center field. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They were like, you're fast and you can catch. We're going to put you here. That was literally verbatim what my coach showed me. Nice. Until the Matrix came out. Then F it. Then, yeah, it was like do wind sprints and push-ups and jumping jacks because you skipped practice yesterday. So. Oh, man. Did any, I mean... Football, baseball, any of those help with dodgeball at all? Um, football, football helps for sure. Football helps with dodgeball. Um, and going back to it, um, DDR actually helps with dodgeball as well. I like, can imagine. Yeah, I mean it's just it's just straight cardio and uh, just quick feet and like all that other stuff helps uh, maintain balance and. Yeah, like outside of those two things, I mean, I really, like I said, I really don't do much else. I mean, kickball helps, but that's literally just kind of like that helps with throwing now. So since I play third base now, so yeah, but it's fair to say like DDR is probably the things helped you out the most. Oh up. my gosh, if, yeah. I mean, I I worry some sometimes. Somebody had asked me one time uh, if I wanted to play UDC, rest in peace. That um. Uh, they were like, why don't you do trampoline dodgeball? And I told them, I was like, hey, like, if these legs go, then, I mean, I can't play DDR, I can't play pump. So I'd rather kind of have, um, 
you know, my legs about me and not have to worry about getting injured. I mean, you can get injured pretty much in whatever, but I've had this constant fear of like doing trampoline dodgeball like forever. Yeah, I can, I can, I can kind of see like you land wrong and your knees out. Um, I've only played trampoline dodgeball a few times, so I can't really speak to it too much. I mean, you have teams like doom that play that constantly. They they were fine, but you never know. Um, there's a lot yeah. of stuff going on and, I just saw this one clip of Tosh.0 where it's like this kid got launched like 20 feet in the air and just got destroyed on a trampoline. I'm like, man, I don't know yes. how to survive those days. So it might be a good call. I mean, if you, know, if you want to keep playing DDR and dodgeball for the long run, you know, and I guess we don't really have that choice anymore. Like you said, UDC, rest in peace. It's a bummer that they're, they're not there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. That sucks. That's such a fun time to watch. Like, yeah. that's great to watch. Especially their production last year. I still can't get over how, how cool that was to see everybody in that, that awesome treatment. And it was like watching Monday Night Football. It was just so cool. But, um, oh well. Yeah, it's it was so clean. It was so clean. Yeah. It's uh, it's what dodgeball should be. Like, if, if you had money, this is what you would like to see for at least the highest level of competition. Had you... um. Had you heard of the NCDA at all, especially being out in the? Uh, are you guys considered the mid the Midwest, like the Great Great Lakes area? Is that how you refer to geographically? You think I, I did? Yeah, that? we're we're close. We're close. Yeah. So had yeah, you close. heard of NCDA? Like, have you ever had a chance to play with them or? So, um, no. My first experience with anybody from um, NCDA was, um, I think my my second or third year maybe with which is probably earlier than that but like the teams that were like coming like uh i think it was like kraken and um uh the guys from dynasty like that's like the first time i had heard about anything like that i was just like oh, okay like it's a different brand of dodgeball technically and like i remember watching and i was like oh wow like it's like football like they've got like 11 guys on the field and there's like six or seven balls or something like that and this guy's not paying attention and now he's asleep. So Yeah, now he's out. Yeah. The uh the NCD I feel like I hope someday they make it out to the Southwest and we have the the showing that they have. because um, they've got the like the whole Midwest area just locked down and they have it's just oh, awesome yeah. watching that. And then their finals, like that's another thing we got robbed of this year was um I watched them last year and it was like watching NCDA football or yeah, NCAA football it was really cool. And then nope, not today, not this year. But that's um unfortunate, yeah. So twenty thirteen is initially when you kinda got your debut. Had you heard about the NDL at all? Like nothing nothing like that, nah. So just straight into elite dodgeball for at least as far as like competitive dodgeball goes, that, that was your first that was that was my first taste of of anything like competitive dodgeball related outside of uh the rec leagues or the rec league that uh Tanya had brought me to yeah and kind of kind of covered it briefly but what what made you want to come back like you know you had that you're crammed into Prius you played in this tournament you saw a bunch of guys that are just you know going all in playing probably if I may like the most intense dodgeball you'd seen up to that point why uh, why go back and and keep at it? What what kept you going? Um, I had a one v one um against uh Gordo who plays for Task Force, and we were we were going at it, 
and I had ended up stepping out of bounds, mm. and <laughs> I I beat myself up over it. Oh, I beat myself up over it so bad, and I just remember wanting that back. Mm. Like we we had we had ended up losing, um, and I just remember just wanting that that rematch back, or at least like taking out my frustrations on somebody else that same day and i just remember after that i remember going outside and just kind of kind of walking around and just getting my wits about me and just like you know what it's gonna be okay like this is your first go like you did really well so you know next tournament will come back even stronger and um that was that was it i just i just wanted that that moment back and Lo and behold, I've had a couple of those since. <laughs> so nice. I'm trying to think of if, if memory serves me correctly. Task Force, like we talked about, how they you know they took the tournament that that year that time, but yeah. they they were pretty gnarly, especially with Glenn. So uh, you know, one v oneing one v oneing any of them at that time was was pretty pretty good, especially for for beginners. So if only you didn't step out of bounds, what would have happened? Curious, but oh uh, man. That fat right foot that I had just stepped right out of bounds. <laughs> and I think it was, uh, it might have been Stone or Cody that was like, yeah, you stepped out. And I was just like, oh. Like, just that sinking, defeated feeling. No, oh, not, not so like this. <laughs> not like this. Oh, that sucks. I mean, it happens to the best of us. Um, that's the worst way to go. Like, that's even worse than, you know, in my opinion, like a, an easily dropped catch or a disarm. Right. It's like, right. man, of all the reasons, of all the ways to go out. Like why? <laughs> um, what? Uh, so looking at you know eight point five, um, and we'll throw in pinch, foam and no sting. How would you um, how would you rank those balls like from from one to three or four? Like what, how would you rank those? What's your favorite? Um, can I can I use uh, foam in eight point five as one, and then we'll use. Yeah, I swear to God, if you're saying cloth, I will cut this interview right now. Well, it's been fun, kidding. guys. No, um, <laughs> um, I've actually I've thrown cloth like three times, and I don't really care for it. Um, I'd I'd play foam over pretty much anything, but if 8.5 is an option, uh, I'd rather play 8.5. Um, no sting is cool. Like I've had, I actually probably had one of. Uh, my most favorite experience is playing no sting um last year but yeah no things no things legit i like no sting as well so any any one of those three give or take can be one a one b one c and then we'll just put cloth just away so nobody can see it okay let me put that like number seven go further yeah just under the page right <laughs> if you can't even see it yeah i Old man would just say, I refuse to acknowledge cloth only to make fun of it. That's it. <laughs> but um, how, how would you rank uh, pinch? Do you, do you play pinch? Um, I played pinch um, a couple different times. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's it's fun. Like, I love watching pinch. Um, yeah. Just not playing against some of those teams in the north. I'm I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> yeah. I got cracked in the face one time really hard by one of the guys on Dynasty and it's like, yeah, I'll just, I'll watch this. That's fine. Like, yeah. that's great. Yeah, I got, I got hit pretty hard. Probably didn't want to go back to pinch. So, yeah, that's how I am with pinch. Just good from a distance. Um, 
if I was younger, maybe. Um, it takes a special breed of person to just take the abuse like that. And uh, it is fun to watch. Like, don't get me wrong. And uh, I have a lot of respect for people that play pinch. But oh yeah, yeah, no thanks. I'm good. Oh yeah, almost had to invest in like a whole like bubble or like a shield just for like watching pinch like one year. And it's like if I have to spend any more money on a dodgeball tournament, I'm probably not going to go anymore. So let's just watch from the side at least. And I mean, that was still pretty pretty bad. Yeah, you're not safe anywhere. You just gotta. You gotta spectate actively, just just in case somebody ducks or ball flies that way, and I mean you're gonna get hit. Like I've noticed, no matter what you do, if you don't want somebody to get hit, a ball is gonna find it. Like if it's your open water bottle or energy drink, or if you're just on the sidelines. Remember, I was playing. Uh, oh yeah. I was playing Clash of Clans one time, and a no sting ball just hit me ever so gently, like on my eyeball, and I almost lost my vision. Well, I actually, lost my vision for like maybe ten seconds, and it, it was the most painful thing I've ever experienced. And it barely touched see, me. It was, it was nuts. Nope. nope. I like I like seeing. I like I like seeing. Yep. So did I. No, I realized you. at that time I was like, you know what? I, I love <laughs> I love seeing. I, I appreciate it. If I got my sight back and why does this hurt so much? And it barely bounced. Like I can't imagine like a full on pinch ball. Just no man. Like <laughs> I'm good. Uh uh-uh. uh. I got I got hit in the so it's not pinch related, but I got hit in the face by Billy Schmidt and I thought that <laughs> I I thought it was over. I thought it was <laughs> over. I I couldn't see for for probably about half an hour. Oh man, that's scary. And yeah, no. I mean, it was partially my fault. I I had jumped into it. I mean, this is at the the All Star game last year, and he had threw a ball, and I thought Matt Levine was gonna throw, and he didn't. And I jumped, and I didn't prepare myself, and I just remember being on the sidelines, and it's like, yeah, this is. This is not a feeling that I ever want to feel ever again. So it's Matt's fault. Good job, Matt. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah. thanks. Thanks, Mr. Levine. Yeah. You're uh you're an all star. What a guy. You. <laughs> <laughs> um, how would you define your style of play if you if you want to share that? Would you consider yourself like defensive, offensive, more of a catcher, uh dodger? Like what can we expect so from watching I, you play? I I feel like um, in the beginning, it was it was more of a dodger. Um, I wasn't really known for throwing, um, but in the last like maybe two years, three years, it's been more more offensive. Um, I know, like I said, playing with Boosh, um, I used to play, I used to play the two, and now I play three or four, and the ball's usually in my hands like eighty percent of the time. So. Anytime I can actually like get a throw off, um, I'm all for it. So it's it's more offensive now for sure. Nice. So you said like three or four. So if I'm looking at you know the court, um, from on the opposite side, left to right, one, two, three, four. That's what you're saying. You're kind of like towards the center or off off yep. the center. Nice. Yeah, I I know. Um, Stone and I used to have conversations. Um when he felt more comfortable with me throwing um, that he wanted me to play the middle. And I was super uncomfortable at first. I did not want to play the middle um, for reasons unknown. I just didn't want to play the middle. I didn't, I just didn't feel comfortable there. And I remember we were at a tournament and it might've been that tournament actually um, where stone was actually hurt. 
because he had like cut his hand like three days before we were we were missing him for the tournament and Derek Johnson ended up going to a wedding so it was literally just it was like the the remnants of Bush pretty much and I just remember it clicking and I felt super comfortable throwing from the middle and I think that's that's kind of when it turned is is at that tournament now I just I just feel extremely comfortable playing in the middle and it doesn't matter what ball type it is Nice. So this is going to sound cheesy, but you, you kind of just stepped up to the occasion because you didn't have a choice at that point. Like you had to take center. We we, we kind of had to. Um, I know we were counted out because we didn't have um, Eric and Derek. And I mean, looking at Boosh, those are probably our two most prominent like figures in Boosh. Um, and we didn't have either one of them. One due to injury, one because he didn't want to bring the wedding to the tournament. And um other than that, like it was like we step up or or we go home, and it was one of the uh, it was one of the rounds that we actually had here in Minnesota. Um, so we were like, we can't lose on our home court, and we didn't, and that was that was I think like when I fell in love with playing in the middle. Nice. That was like twenty eighteen, right? I think twenty eighteen season. Yeah. Yep. No. Um. Twenty eighteen. So we had nationals here twenty eighteen. So that first round of 2019, okay, is we had it we had it back where we had nationals at. So, gotcha. That's pretty awesome, man. If you're gonna step up, that's the perfect time. And then I think I remember saying something to effective like that speaks volumes for the team. Where if you lose somebody like Eric, you still come out on top. Um, that's not bad. That says a lot about the, uh, the chemistry and you know the the depth of each player. So, um, oh yeah, for sure, for sure. Is there uh, is there anybody out there that you model your play after, or used to, oh. or got your start, or? Um, I I don't know. I don't I don't know if I um model myself after anyone. I think like I think I have my own like unique play style from like the way that I throw, from like the dodges, like just just a little bit of everything. And I think I mean that's what kind of makes everybody unique anyway so like not no two people play exactly like the same same like there are like little like nuances that people do differently than others um so i think i i think i have my own particular play style um it's extremely eccentric just super elusive i love to throw um just stupid just just kind of like all over the place. Like you don't know what I'm going to do, but you know, I'm going to throw and it's going to hurt. <laughs> you can just, you can count those two things. Uh, Jeremy's going to throw. It's not going to feel good. So get out of the way. <laughs> uh, team jugs, however, disagrees. Um, and I agree with this. He yeah. says Neo from the matrix. That's who you play like. So there you go. If, if Neo played dodgeball, I mean, we can call Keanu and see what he's doing. I mean, you wouldn't have to dodge the balls, right? That that's how it goes. One day you won't have to. Um, he he wouldn't. He definitely wouldn't. Don't touch his dog either. He's got issues with that. Or, or steal his car. Yeah, don't don't do either one of those things. Or, or violate. It, uh, yeah, don't do. As long as we don't do that, then we're fine. So yes, if you if you wanted to model somebody, then yes, it's Neo from the Matrix. Uh, we don't know his hobbies. Yeah, he knows kung fu. Yes, yes, we do absolutely. <laughs> Uh, computer programming, just, kung fu, and um, just shooting people. That that's just plug it right into the back of my head. That's how yeah. I learned all my dodgeball stuff. 
I've got it, that entire machine in my garage and I only use it three times, four times a year, if that. Well, we thank you for that because we couldn't handle any more uh, software running through you. <laughs> um, did you have any role models growing up, whether they were um, fictitious or celebrities or just just anyone in general that you looked up to? Um. Oh, boy. Um. I want to say, uh, I want to say yes, but I can't even think of anybody like right off the top of my head. I think, um, I mean, obviously like, I think like growing up, it was like firefighters and, you know, stuff like that. People who, you know, risk their lives in like professions and, you know, just were out to like save people and like help people and stuff. And then there were like sports figures and and things of that nature. But I, I mean, I can't pinpoint any like one particular person or like one particular like group or anything like that. Gotcha. Now, firefighters is pretty cool. Like first responders types. Um, I mean, everybody has, you know, their cycle of sports figures growing up. So, um, so those questions are like, it kind of just comes out of nowhere. I'm trying to figure out like, where's yeah. the best placement for it. But I also kind of like that it comes out of nowhere. Cause it just, I don't know. It's, it's like disruptive in a good way, but, um, I'll get to you one day. If ever we if it comes to mind we can revisit that one. But um Oh for sure. We are slowly venturing into the, the fun part. So uh before oh. we do that though, <laughs> Markel stable question, kinda runs in tandem with Sergio's. Um what what song gets you amped up for a for a dodgeball game? Um if Self any. versus Self. It's a song called Self versus Self by Pendulum and In Flames. Um that literally is my go-to song um just hypes me up just uncanny like if you see me just kind of like walking around with like headphones on and just throwing a ball against the wall probably don't bother me like i'm in the zone like that that's it's that song in particular nice if i've heard that one sounds cool already just self versus self that's so my fault we kind of skipped one so do you have a pregame r- ritual? So we kind of talked about, you know, you're going you're gonna to bust out with self versus self. You're going to start warming up. But do you do anything like the day prior, the night prior, the morning prior? Do you put one shoe over the other one? Uh, like, how do you how do you get ready for dodgeball? Um, no, 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 like pregame rituals or anything like that. Like music is such an important part of my life that uh, as long as I have like good tunes and just a ball in hand, just throwing it against the wall. Like I'm ready to go at a moment's notice. Like that's, that's all I need pretty much. And fruit cups. Hmm. Like gotta have fruit cups, gotta have pineapple, like just some sort of like fruit cup, like medley, something like that. Like I need the fruit cups and you got to drink the juice. Cause that's the only way to drink the juice out of fruit cups. So like Del Monte fruit cups, Mott's that kind of Del Monte, Mott's Dole. Dole. <laughs> great value everyday essentials doesn't matter just give it to me nice doesn't sound like a bad idea actually just portable it's effective it's got the sugar somebody much smarter than me can speak to like the fructose or soup whatever that crap is that you need to sustain yourself so interesting um i wonder if you can put those in the uh the freaking my athlete box i am totally not writing this down right now and will not give you credit if i'm just kidding (laughs) Cups. 
if we get fruit cups and pickle juice, because that, that stuff has saved me from cramping up so much. But um, Pickle juice is the literal champion of dodgeball, I feel. Like, pickle juice is so underrated. I, I would... I drink pickle juice during tournaments. Oh, I you do drink pickle juice during tournaments. Everyone should drink pickle juice during tournaments. Yeah, I, I feel bad for anybody that's like near me because I probably reek of pickles and sweat. It's just not appealing by any means. But um, I mean, it's I'd rather smell terrible than cramp up. Like I've experienced that right. finally, and it's awful. And right, it's yeah, pickle juice makes it stop. Did you um? How do you how do you find out about that? Because I feel like that's really new. Like. People just just recently started doing that. Um, we were at um, I think it was it was round two last year, and um, I think uh, one of somebody in Bush had a jar of pickles. I think it actually might have been Cody and Lauren. Um, shout out to them actually because they just got engaged. Anyways, um, oh congrats. Yeah, um, they I think one of them had a a jar of pickles and. We we had eaten all the pickles already, and they were like, "Do you guys want to drink the juice?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" And drank the juice. Didn't feel anything like after the tournament. I mean, obviously I'm sore, but I'm not cramping up or anything like that. And I was yeah. like, "Oh, like this is this is definitely the uh, the MVP of today." So pickle juice for sure. Yeah, gotta have it. So 2018 Christmas, I was talking to my uncles, and this is how I know like I was always destined to play some kind of sport or activity because they, they they play softball they're in their 60s and they play softball they golf and they drink and they still go at it and i'm like what keeps you guys sustained like i played for the first time ever i cramped up and you know i wasn't even drinking but you guys bring up like daisies like what's your secret uncle vic he's all pickle juice i was like what that doesn't sound yeah right at all like i was expecting some kind of high speed like iv or something like that he's like no just pickle right. juice the the juice, whatever it is composed of a pickle, makes it makes it work. And he's like, "Try it. Trust me. Just have faith." And I'm like, "Whatever." <laughs> so, and I brought pickle juice to, I don't know if it was Sin City, um, the whatever big tournament was that that following year. And I'll be dang, man, it 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 worked. I was like, "What the heck? Like, how did this work so well?" And um, ever since then, just pickle juice has been a staple, and I see that being talked about and brought all the time now. Yeah, so, definitely the unsung hero. Definitely the unsung hero. Yeah. So everybody can thank my Uncle Vic for, for this because I can't point it anywhere else as far as origins <laughs> go. So, but, um, well, let's get into the fun. So, oh boy. I did get messaged um, when I posted for questions and I asked this individual if I could, if they wanted to remain anonymous or be identified. And this person said, you would know by like the second question. So we'll see. But um, first question was, what goes through your head when you're making those awesome dodges? Don't hurt yourself. Um, I know there there are a couple of them that look pretty bad on video. And I mean, I, I was totally okay. But there was, there was one time where I think we were in a, we were in a league here and I was going to get stoned and stone had thrown at me and I jumped and I landed wrong and landed on my, uh, landed like right on the inside of my knee and sprained my MCL and was out for, Ugh. for like two and a half months. And yeah. So like ever since then, it's just don't hurt yourself. Like you can pretty much do whatever you want in the air. I mean, 
you're graceful enough up until that point to the point where you won't hurt yourself. Just don't hurt yourself anymore. That's a scary thought. Like if you jump just a little too much, you put a little too much, you know, gas behind it and you're like, uh, I hope I land this thing. And also I hope I'm not in shock. Like everything feels good. Like I'm, I'm good. But, um, yeah, don't hurt yourself. is a pretty good thing to think about. Is that after the fact though? Like after you commit the move or are you just thinking I got to get out of the way and I'll figure it out later? It's, it's the second part. Just get out of the way. I'll figure it out on the way down. Nine times out of 10, it's successful. That one time is the time that I usually get hurt. So Fair enough. yeah, just don't get hurt and, and just make sure you can contribute to, to not getting hurt. Just don't get hurt pretty much. Yeah. That's a good mantra to have. Just don't get hurt. Don't get hurt. Uh, second question was what's been your favorite tournament? Oh my gosh. Um, um, I want to say, um, Bush's last tournament. So pretty much last year, um, at nationals, uh, we competed in no sting and we, we were going against thieves and elimination. And, uh, I think we were down like two games to one and I had a one V three against three members of thieves and came back and we actually won. Nice. And I remember that just kind of like sparking us to have the run we had. And we actually ended up second to crisis. And, um, I think one of my favorite moments, which kind of correlates with that is, um, after that game was over, um, I think we had lost like four one, we were just kind of gassed and, uh, just kind of wanted the tournament to kind of be over with and everything. Um, one of my favorite moments was, uh, in the now forbidden handshake line, um, where I had, uh, I had seen Andrew Ketchum and, uh, I had met him at the combine earlier that year and just saw him, shook his hand. And I remember him saying, uh, he, he yelled my name and I was like, like, what's going on? And he had given me the Jersey off of his back. And I just thought that was super cool just to kind of like commemorate like the, the entirety of that tournament, like what it was to, to Boosh and like what it was to me at the time. And I just thought that was super awesome that he had, he had done something like that. That is really cool. Freaking catch him. He's got his moments. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. That's really cool. Was it just drenched in sweat though? Like I just, I'm not sure. Oh yeah. To didn't the moment, put but... it on right away. No. Um, it, it was definitely, uh, let's watch this first. And I thought about framing it just because it has that like sentimental like aspect to it. It's like, this is the first time that I had been given a Jersey nice. um, from, from another player, like literally of that caliber. I just thought that was super cool. So. Yeah, no, that's definitely uh if you're, if you're a kit collector, that's, that's one you want to have for sure. If it's given to you. Oh yeah. That guy. <laughs> yeah. That guy was Alfred, I think. Uh, I know Sergio interviewed him. We'll talk about a collection, but um, no, that's awesome. And then third question, and this is where the individual said that you should know who this is at this point. Um, who is your favorite person to talk smack with on the sidelines? I know exactly who this is. Now. <laughs> you get one guess. Who is it? Deanna. Yep. Correct. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. She's <laughs> she's so goofy. She knew. Uh, I knew talking to her earlier this week, she was like, Oh, I'm not going to tell you if I said this, this and that. And I was just like, okay, like I just had a feeling it was coming out and she asked two really good questions and just gave herself away. So good job. 
Yeah, she's awesome. So is she your favorite person to talk smack with or is there somebody she, else? Oh, she talks the most junk <laughs> I have ever experienced on like any sideline to dodgeball. Like I we were at the FDC tournament that uh, Cody Stidham hosted last year and she's just talking junk just all across the board. I was like, whoa, like I thought I didn't think you were like this. She's like, oh, you don't know me. And I was just like, all right, cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, she she talks a lot of junk. I love it though. She's yeah, she's hilarious. She um, somebody posted something actual like got me choked up. Like it actually made me feel something. And it was during like when COVID was really starting to take off. And I was like, oh man, like that life sucks. But man, what's happening? Everything seems dark. And it was like a comic strip or something. And I was like, oh, I've got feelings now. And then she responded with Kobe saying soft. I was all, never again will I expose my feelings out in the open like this. <laughs> Dang it, Dean, you oh, got me. Don't, don't give her ammunition, man. It's horrible. Yeah, you can't give her anything ever. And so like when she messages me, I'm just like, all right, don't give up anything. But then I sound like a robot. <laughs> so. Right. Oh, man, she's great. Um, all right, well, let's get into the thread. So... Markel Stokes, rest in peace, your bracket. I'm sorry, guy, that this happened to you, but he wants to know, out the gates, did Team January get cheated? No, next question. Excellent, thank you. Dominic Borgia, how are you so flexible? And a lot of people wanted to ask this, including uh, Vince Marchbanks, so how? how? Um, I want to state first by saying that I love Vince Marchbanks. Um, that is probably one of my favorite people in just the entirety of Dodgeball. Um Whenever I've had questions, he's always had answers. Um, just love him um, as an individual and as a player. Um, but as far as the uh, the flexibility thing goes, I honestly don't know what I'm doing 90% of the time. Like, it just kind of happens. I um, And I think everybody's probably going back to that highlight of the year play. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just remember us being on this run and... I didn't know where the um, the boundaries were for, uh, you know, for being out and everything. And I just remember catching the ball and just trying to keep my body, like, from landing out of bounds. And what had happened was is I caught the ball and my elbow never had hit the ground. So it's just my body just trying to keep up, like with like the weight that's being like pushed down on it. And then just my core, just pushing my body back up and just watching that video. I think it was Michael Riley that said blanking creature. I can't remember who that was, but um, yeah, like I, I don't know what I'm doing like 90% of the time. It just kind of happens. Yeah. So I wanted to, I was actually looking for that before we hopped on um, because I'd, I'd put out a survey for the recaps and somebody did say that effing creature bizzle was like, what? And then I saw, I was like, <laughs> oh, yes. No, that is 100% how I would describe this because none of that made any sense. And like I had to watch it a few times because I thought like maybe you caught yourself on your elbows and then you sprung up, which still is a feat in its own. But then I just saw like, no, he went like parallel with the ground and somehow... I tore all of the abs that I kind of have watching you do that. And that was just insane. And I mean, going back to the question, like, do you stretch at all before you play? Like, are you just naturally a flexible guy or? 
I, I want to say it's just naturally flexible. Like, like I said, like pregame ritual is literally just music and throwing a ball against the wall. Like, that's it. Like, maybe I might stretch like a little bit, but it's not anything to the point where it's like we're doing this for like 10 or 15 minutes. Like, if you were to say that we were having a dodgeball tournament tomorrow, I would literally be at whatever location ready to go the next day. Like, just no ifs, ands, or buts. But I also think that attributes to, um, like, back to the whole, like, DDR aspect. Like, you just kind of, like, you're ready to go at a moment's notice. Like, there's no stretching involved in that. Like, you just kind of go. So, yeah, so I, I, mean, I, feel like, I feel like that's what that is. If I may pretend to sound like I know what I'm talking about, if you're doing DDR, I'm like, imagine you have pretty solid hip flexors, you have pretty good abs, um, you have a lot of endurance, and you just have you know just the constant uh, cardio, as you said, and it keeps you limber. I imagine if you play as often as you do, so yeah, you'd you'd be right on the money on all aspects. Yeah, yeah, that, that would I think I think that would be it. But I've never had to use like like the extremities to like keep myself from like hitting the ground. Like I'm always upright when you're when you're playing a game like that, and it's like oh okay, this is new, and then the body reacted by trying to like propel myself back up and that play ended up being probably one of the craziest things that I'd ever probably done in dodgeball. So, well, I mean, I hope there's more crazy, uh, in a, in a good way, of course. But, um, yeah, I just remember watching that just being like, my God, just how, and then we'll watch that again and again and again. It was, it was just nuts. And, um, I think there, there's somebody did ask about it again, so I don't want to completely move from it, but I did want to get into Sam's question because we're kind of talking about your secrets. So she asks, um, what is your secret to having super flexible joints? Is it ninja serum? And you're disappearing into the bushes uh, via the Homer Simpson gift, which is one of my favorites. So <laughs> yes. <laughs> do I talk about that? or? Um, I mean, honestly, like like I said, I it's it's probably the the whole like rhythm game aspect thing like i use my legs for so much that it's just kind of like incorporated like i i don't want to get out when i'm playing dodgeball nobody wants to get out so like pretty much any by any means necessary like here's what we do and the body just reacted some kind of way like that day and it it got me talking to you pretty much so (laughs) so your brain decides and the body's like all right we'll follow we'll go Yep, like like I said, the entire time it's don't get hurt. It's like you can do whatever you want, just don't hurt us. Nice. It sounds like a good deal, man. It sounds like it's working out so well, <laughs> uh, well so far. So, um, you're just joined by sounded gecko sixty six, and he's toasting. He's doing some kind of weird emoji, aqua b three cream. Not really sure what that means, but uh, the reason why I mentioned that is that might be like a inside joke, but. I have no idea what that is. He's mm. gonna have to. Somebody's gonna have to explain that to me. I have no idea what that is. Yeah, we'll revisit that if uh, if they decide to let us know what that means. But um, Jenny Hodge asks, um, and I feel like this is a fair one. Why are you so amazing, and how can I be like you? Oh, Jenny, I love you. Um, <laughs> that's why the <laughs> perfect answer already. <laughs> Good start. Um, I don't. I, I mean, everybody everybody has the capability to to do good. And I just kind of pride myself on, um, I mean, it kind of stretches back to like what we were talking about before in, in dodgeball. Like I take pride in trying to learn something new every day, regardless if it's about a person or 
about something I obviously don't know about, but just constant evolution and like learning and thinking and actually just being a good person is key because I mean, there's, there's just so much negativity around that, you know, sometimes you, you miss the good and I'd like to be a reminder that there is some good in the world at least. Nice. Well, Team Jugs comes in with this question. I'm glad he, he asked because I was trying to figure out where to bring it up, and this is perfect. So speaking of good, he says, how large is your Christmas card list this year? <laughs> um, so I actually had um, I had some cards that I got from Hallmark last year because they had had them on like clearance. So I, I stock up, and um, I actually started probably about two weeks ago now just to get ready for for this year um just because i'd always i had always pushed it back um i used to start in like like the beginning of november and then found the 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 want and like for the actual want for these cards that like skyrocketed like every year and um yeah um i probably i think right now i probably have about 200 not completed, just 200 in general for people that I'm I'm giving out this year. Dang, that's a lot. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's it's the reason why they take so long is each one of them's handwritten. Like, it's not like Happy Holidays or whatever. Like, if you get a card for me, I hope you like reading. Like, it's a lot. It's meaningful and thought yeah, out. And... Yeah, it's not just the the Happy Holidays or Merry Christmas or you know whatever. It's like I like this about you. Like I hope you know. Like it's it's a whole lot. Like it fills up both sides of the car. Dang, that's awesome, man. And uh, I remember when you messaged me a couple of weeks ago. You're like, "You sir are getting a card." I'm like, "Oh crap, awesome!" <laughs> I don't know why I got nervous. I was like, "Oh man, like I've been noticed. This is great." Um, I mean, it speaks to you know. I'm sure we could probably spend another hour trying to break down, you know, what, what takes, what it takes to become an amazing person to be well respected and, and well liked. And this is a huge thing. I mean, a simple gesture like that will go a long way. And I'm, I'm kind of remembering, um, I think it was a post that you did like two, three days ago where you're like, how can I help you today? Mm-hmm. Like you just seem to genuinely care about people. Is that fair to say? Oh, Oh no, no, that's, that's totally 110 percent uh factual um i mean the reason the sole reason why i do christmas cards is because for a good majority i mean you just don't know what people are going through sometimes and it's nice to to have something that you know that you can kind of go back to like if you're if you're feeling down if you're feeling sad or even if you're feeling happy it's just like you can go back and like read something and you know like words to words to paper means so much i mean we like you said we could we could sit here and talk about it but you know like i like having that impact and like letting people like know exactly like how i feel about them and i mean this has been a a yearly tradition for the last like maybe about eight years now and it's it just reached like i want to say it just reached dodgeball like maybe about last year the year before that but i mean i've done it in my kickball community. I've done it for friends and family. Um, I did it for just a couple like random strangers actually that were, um, you know, at like the Dave and Buster's and they would 
they would give me my friends like water like when we we're playing our game or whatever and you know just kind of it's like hey you're appreciated like it's nice to know that you're appreciated well you sir are a gem and that's uh it goes a long way man and i like what you said about how you never really know what someone else is going through and a simple gesture like that could really sway somebody you know from you know off the edge or if they're going through a bad time and i just i all i gotta say is kudos man like i want to kind of want to dig into it more but at the same time maybe that'll come out when we get into some of the other questions down the road but um oh for sure for sure yeah i mean obviously you know the impact is felt and it sounds cheesy but i mean keep it up not like you need to be told that but uh yeah what you're doing is awesome and it's uh it's funny cause when, i remember when i met you like yeah i was, I was pretty pretty gone but i remember just thinking ah, that's a really nice guy i hope i remember what i said to him and then because I, I always wonder like i hope i wasn't like too slurry with my words because man those, those beers <laughs> hit but um i just remember thinking like this guy's so humble too like, like he's saying he's like honored to talk to me what the heck he's the guy with the crazy dodge he won the contest like what a cool guy so i had a, I had a really good impression of you um just before um i got dropped by uh what's his name patrick guevara <laughs> For some reason, <laughs> for some reason, I decided to pick me up, and it didn't work out for either of us. And that, oh that was, yeah, yep. <laughs> we'll talk about good times. But um, alrighty, well, this is a, I guess, it's a good follow up. So Shadid uh, Drakeford asks, how do you want to be remembered after you're done with dodgeball? Oh my gosh, um, another one of my really good friends. I love that guy. Um, whew, um. I mean, on the court, definitely somebody who gave 110% every single time. Um, somebody who was constantly wanting to learn um, from various people. I mean, I could sit here and name endless people that have, you know, been there for me, um, that have actually, like, guided me and, you know, just given me their, their knowledge um, on the court. Um just forever grateful for, for everybody in the community. Um, I mean, off the court, um, hopefully starting the, I, I wear a lot of like goofy, like clothing. So like, I maybe want to start something like that and just like make it like memorable. I know there have been a couple of people that have actually inquired about some of my, some of my pieces or my articles of clothing or whatever. Hmm. And I mean, for the, for the most part, it's extremely limited. Like there's a, the Trash Pandas um, are a team that uh, plays at Throwdown every year, um, which is comprised of like uh, myself, Ashley Cook, Cody Foley, um, Eric Jones, and like a couple of other like local players. Um, there's Adam Scheller and uh, Jordan Schendel. Um, but we every year um, we we try to do it bigger and better. So like I think one year I had gotten the team. Uh, hats and like matching socks and stuff and we had had jerseys and we last year we did hoodies and this year we were going to do like varsity jackets but that didn't that didn't happen so um yeah i mean we've had we've had numerous people like inquire about all of our all of our gear and we were just kind of thinking of like making it a thing but um yeah just just something like that just some somebody who's uh extremely helpful willing to learn and gave it his all on the court nice we'll have a chance to kind of revisit a different aspect of that question later so i'm gonna, I'm gonna hold my tongue for that one but right. uh 
Rebecca Chappelle. I don't know why I just butchered her name. I overthink things too much. Uh, Chappelle. <laughs> Chappelle. Sorry, Rebecca. <clears throat> that was completely unnecessary. But uh, I told you I mess up all the time. And I'm going to leave that there because why not? But uh, <laughs> she asks, uh, what's one of your favorite memories of your time with DC Bush? TC Bush. Good Lord. I was like, yeah, DC Bush. I that, that's, oh. <laughs> it's, it's past my bedtime. I, I need to go sleep. I'm just kidding. <laughs> um. Oh, my gosh. We've had... We've had so many. Um, I think the one that really sticks out in my head the most is um, probably our first North Region title, um, where I think um, I had taken like two years off of dodgeball because I just didn't feel it in my heart that I wanted to play. And after talking to uh, Cody Foley, who is literally probably my spirit animal. I love that man to death. That is probably one of my favorite people in the entire world. Um, but just after talking to him and just kind of him getting like my head back into it, um, we had, we had gone to this tournament and we kicked a lot of butt and um, we were, we found ourselves like, I think we were like one and two with like dynasty for for that particular year and dynasty i mean kudos to them they're just a really solid team overall um all ball types um but they had, they had just owned the north for the latter part of like maybe three or four years maybe even longer than that and we finally found ourselves in a position um that we we could actually like take it and i remember eric stone's one i think it was a 1v5 and he he won that 1v5 and we were just like we got to close it out like this is our best chance right now and just having that that first title like underneath our belts was probably the best feeling nice. in the entire world so remember that that was 2018 right the 1v5 yeah yep. yeah yep that was that was wild. That's probably one of my favorite dodgeball clips. Just going back and like watching it and just seeing how methodical he was, and he didn't rush anything, and just kind of took his time and just picked them off one by one. It was crazy. Like I said, kudos to Dynasty. They're they're a great team. They're a solid team, and I felt like we just wanted it a little bit more, and he made sure of that. I mean, one v five. It's anybody's pretty pretty awesome feat dynasty yeah good lord that is you could tell he freaking pulled whatever he could out to get that for you guys um eric stone's pretty awesome nice sultry voice um <laughs> right awesome to have on the podcast mike just talk forever man you can you can just i'll just listen just say words he sounds like that's, uh that's that's very white man i was gonna say he sounds like um the guy from bob's burgers i can't think of the 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 actor um bob's burgers he played coach mcgurk on um home videos sounds, oh my god i know who exactly you're right? talking about i can't remember his he name. sounds just like him and I, I mentioned that before i was like dude you should just do voiceovers like all the time just because he sounds so, just like him but he's always good to talk to you um like i just imagine he could actually make it like a killing in like voice acting i think so i mean looks like he's doing a lot of rock climbing now so oh yeah yeah primarily one of the reasons why Bush is no longer together. Ah, dang it. <laughs> dang it, Eric. Well, we lost Derek. We lost Derek to Spike Ball, so it's whatever. 
Oh Jesus, Spike Ball! I know, I know, I know how you feel on Spike Ball too. I just, I just had to let you know. All so. right, I'm gonna. I'm glad you acknowledged it. That way, I can just get off my soapbox. But um, <laughs> Team Jug says uh, H. John Benjamin. So that's that's the actor. Thanks. Oh, Jax. okay, okay. Got hey, him. Thank you, Corey. I appreciate it. Oh, is that who that? That's Corey. Yeah, it's my friend Corey. He uh, it's a local friend. Um, okay. I got him into dodgeball uh, a couple years ago. Nice. So yeah, he he's a good dude. I like that guy. Nice. Well, thank you, Corey. No, that, that was a good uh, lifeline there. So, I'm, I love this stream thing, man. It's fun. It's different. Right. <laughs> um, CJ Berger asks. Um, he says I do my best. Don't oversell me. All right. Well, we'll we'll keep it minimal. But thank <laughs> you all the same. And then again, Sunny Gecko with this meme. I, I don't know what that is, man. You have to. To throw us a bone here, I just see weird squigglies. But uh, CJ Burger oh, asks, uh, "Where can I get your good looks from?" And then emojis. I don't want to air. Oh yeah, we're definitely not airing those. Very um, suggestive ones. Yeah. Yeah. Last I heard, they were. Uh, it's like a two for one deal over at Sam's Club. So as long as he's got his uh, Sam's Club card, he should be good to go. <laughs> there you go, CJ. Um, Rebecca Chapel asks uh when and why did you start making shirts and hats and how can i get one so you kind of kind of alluded to i guess like the the beginnings of that but the second part shirts and hats and how does she get one where are we um, there yet so um yeah with that i think i i owed her a couple of the ones that i made so um yeah just message me bex i got you um yeah, I, I I had owed her a couple. I've got um, I've got a guy that um, whenever I have like ideas and stuff, I just kind of run up by him, and he usually has it ready that same day. So, nice. um, so yeah, um, I've owed her a couple. Um, like I said, some of those trash panda hoodies are in extremely high demand because there's only I think there was only like eight of them or nine of them ever made. So you got to get that stuff going. But yeah, um, Rebecca, if you if you need anything, you know, like we talk all the time, you know, I got you. So nice. Uh, let's see. Miles Garner asks, uh, what team are you joining for the 2021 season? And why is it Chicago Kaiju? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, um, Miles had actually, and the guys at Kaiju, super nice guys. They had given me a, uh, they had given me a, uh, a Christmas card, technically, like last year. Um, basically, it had this really long message on it saying that they had admired my like gameplay and uh, just a lot of really nice things. And then um, on the reverse side, it had just goofy pictures of like Devin and Miles and uh, and a couple of the other guys. There's Nick and um, oh my god, I'm I'm forgetting his name and it slays me right now the professor um can't remember his actual name but um it just had really goofy pictures of all of them on it and i just thought that was super cool i was <laughs> like huh like that's that's really nice that they they reached out to me like that and the entire thing was like laminated so i couldn't destroy it if, even if i wanted to but <laughs> just something like that just kind of stuck out to me unfortunately i still haven't made a decision on what team i want to play for if if anything i i just haven't decided yet there are there are a lot of factors that um that play in into that part right now, and I just I just haven't decided yet. Are you uh, able to speak to those factors, or you keep those personal? No, um, 
So, like, me personally, like, I have to feel like, and I mean, it's no shade against, um, no shade against Kaiju, um, no shade against any team, pretty much, but I, I have to feel like that team is family. Hmm. And that's, it's, it's just so important. Like, Boosh was a family. Like, Boosh was my, my first team. And we, we had our ups and downs. Um, but, I mean, we, we had our good times as well. Like, it was just so much fun being a part of that team. Um, I don't want to just come into, um, another group or another, you know, group of guys and girls or whatever it is and take somebody's spot. Like, that's not what I'm about. Like, if, if and when I join a team, I want to help that team as much as possible, um, in all aspects. So it's not just about, Hey, you've got an arm or you can catch or you're, Hey, like we saw you do that dodge. Do you want to join our team? It's like, I'll tell you no right away. Like I, I have to feel some sort of chemistry, some sort of like trust within these, within these teams. So it's, it's a lot deeper than just me throwing the ball. That's awesome. And that, that makes plenty of sense. And that's definitely something that I tend to not harp on, but like, as I'm doing right now, like for example, Doom. I mean, you look at them; they've had such an impressive run, and then you look at what they're doing outside of dodgeball. Like they're at their, you know, they're at their like kids' baptismals, like births. Like they're, right. they're always hanging right. out. And that there's got to be something to be said about how that contributes to wins on the court versus you know loading up six people that are just based on talent alone. Um, and that's actually something we, we talked about a lot too, or at least tried to during the recap. It's like, well, what's the synergy like for this team versus this team of just monsters? Um, and it would, if I recall correctly, like it was like the synergy had a huge role that's just based on experience and, you know, what I've seen over the, the last few years. So, right. That makes right. sense. It, um, it's, yeah. It's just, it's just so much deeper than, like you said, just getting six people together and throwing balls for like 12 hours. Like, if we can you know, go out and grab food or, you know, converse about pretty much anything. It's like, okay, like you're locked in. Like I feel this. So it's, it's definitely a feeling. Nice. Then, uh, number two, Miles says, uh, Twin Cities Throwdown 2018. Enough said. Um, yeah, we're not even going to get into that. That's where I was officially introduced to Miles. Um, Miles had this, I think I was throwing at Miles and Miles had this dodge where um, pretty much if you just laid like pretty much on the ground and like your body like became one with the floor, like he was that flat. And I remember throwing it at him and like just having it be like that. And I was like, huh. And ever since then, we've been cool. I, I give him crap about it all the time. I'm like, why did you do that to me? And then he gives me crap about other stuff. It's like, oh, you didn't have to throw the ball at me. It's just, it's just back and forth. But that's when I was officially introduced to Miles. Nice. And I hate that kid. No, <laughs> he's just, a good dude. I love that guy. I just love the. Uh, why did you do that to me? <laughs> why did you get out of the way was, like that? It was horrible. Like <laughs> just in like real time, it was just the throw, and then just him being one with the ground. I was like, huh, all right. Yeah, it's frustrating when you think you have him and they just pull something just bizarre. I don't know. We're like, hmm. Should just got hit. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, if he just got hit, he would have only had one question. Yeah. Obviously, he's in it for the long con. So. Oh, I know. Well played, sir. Um, Vince Marchbanks hashtag 
hot Y2K. And I got to say, like, so in the, this week of American Dodgeball, the pilot that we did last year, I, for some reason, read this as, as hottie and hoit, like, like <laughs> H-O-Y-T. And then you can even see me react live, like, just like, I'm an idiot. Um, and it, it it's, I hate to say it, but it took me that long to realize this was highlight of the year, 2019, <laughs> not, not hottie. I was like, oh my God, Vince, I'm sorry. But, um, you know, highlight of the year, you know, we, we took a bunch of footage and voted and you ended up winning, um, what was it? It was, it was a auto, it was a, it was a personalized dodgeball card with you doing that, that dodge from that, you know, the side angle where, you know, we didn't see that because of the angle that the cameras recorded, but you know, you're, you're pretty much parallel with the ground. Um, you'd won. So- yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, let me tell you something about that real quick. So we, um, I think it was the third day of nationals. Uh, we had just completed the all-star game and my body is just wrecked from playing roughly like 30 plus hours of dodgeball. And I remember like meeting you and then, you know, talking to Vince uh, the night before. And he was like, yeah, you won the contest. Like your prizes, you know, go as follows. And I was, I was just super stoked the very next day. Um, after the all-star game was over, he was like, Hey, like, I'm going to make a, I'm going to make a card. And like, I was like, all right, cool. And he was like, yeah, I just want you to, you know, try to get into that same position that you were in before. And my body is wrecked. I was like, wait, what? Like, <laughs> He's like, yeah. Like, he's like, get down like this. And you know, just hold the ball like this. And he's taking pictures and my body's like, bro, like <laughs> we need to go rest. And we did that for probably about 20 to 25 minutes of just him taking different photos. And like, me holding the ball up from like the side angle and he's like oh okay well you know that didn't work like let's try this i'm like oh like it hurts so bad like (laughs) we just need to stop (laughs) but yeah it was uh that was fun um yeah they got the jersey and then some um some custom um knee pads from uh i think his name's aaron uh uh, aaron felton yeah um he had got me those knee pads and they're they're awesome they're awesome they're super comfy um vince had made a um uh trading card and um a poster and like a couple other different things and like i said he was he was just there like helping the entire time like before i i had you know met you and everything like that he was he's awesome he's awesome it was it was really cool working with him i remember i think i think i messaged him maybe or vice versa but we're like hey we should we should do some kind of co-pro and i love contests like uh, they're fun um there is a lot of you know festivity behind the whole birthday clash thing um and i I do need to go back and see who actually won because i only got two brackets that were submitted that were not correct but everybody did have picks so i got to figure out how to do it because i i don't know like it just it's fun to do it's just like another level of of dodgeball that you know when we're not playing but doing this was a blast, and then putting together the video version of the podcast was a, was also a lot of fun. And then knowing that yeah. we already picked the winner, and it was like I don't know, it was just it was really cool. So it was a really good experience, and I'm kind of bummed that we're not getting to have that conversation or or that build up for this year. But um, I, I guess know, next year. Yeah. But uh, we need more more stuff like that. I mean, uh, Vince has always been pretty solid about bringing content and you know just a dialogue or just something added elements to to the game so um not to mention all the logos that he designs too like that's always cool seeing his work spring up oh yeah yeah um, he, he's got great work 
um, Marjan uh, Samadhi has really great work. Like both of those people are extremely talented. Yeah. Now it's always cool when you see the community do stuff for the community and you realize like, man, we got a lot of talented people in our ranks just doing cool stuff. Oh yeah. But uh, then you have people like Dylan Clark Odin who just take, take, take. They don't do anything or offer anything at all. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. He's actually one of the first people that came at me with the, uh, some birthday clash feedback and it, it was good. It was good. It was, he, he spoke to, you know, the positions that his team would have played. I'm like, cool, man. I'm glad you brought this to my attention, you know, yesterday. Like, you know, where, where, where were you? <laughs> and, uh, no, he's a good guy and he's, he's fun to, to recap with and, um, make fun of foam. But, uh, he asks, uh, and we kind of talked about it a little bit, but well, actually, no, I don't think we did. How did you get into DDR and, and, uh, pump it up? How, how did that career begin? Um, I remember I was at a, um, I was with an ex-girlfriend and we were going to watch, um, let me backtrack. I was with the girl who was my girlfriend at the time, not an ex-girlfriend. And, um, we were going to watch Lord of the Rings and I saw this arcade machine that had DDR on it. And I was like, this looks like an absolute joke. <laughs> like who would even play this? This looks horrible. Nobody's good at this game. And I played it. She laughed at me and I was like, yeah, this is this is horrible. I'm never gonna play this. The very next day, I went to, I think Funko Land was around at the time, and I had bought the PlayStation version, like the home version of the game, mm-hmm. and played it religiously. I was like, I'm gonna get good at this. I'm gonna get good at this. And then, like a solid, like maybe year and a half later just remember going to the arcades and playing in front of people and not being like super embarrassed because I was actually like decent. And from, from that point on, I'd been playing the last 16 years, I think. Nice. So even if you didn't play dodgeball, there's a good chance you would have found something and latched onto it and been just as impactful or as passionate. Is that fair to say? Oh yeah. Like, Like that was probably, that's probably my first love, my first passion. And I mean, dodgeball and kickball in no particular order. Like it it really just kind of depends on like what's going on at the time. Like I've, it's, it's just the, the purpose that I've met some of the best people in the entire world from both aspects. Like I hold those, both of those sports in such high regard, but it's, it's insane. Like there are great people in the, uh, in the rhythm game community as well, but dodgeball people, kickball people are some of the nicest people in the entire world. Nice. Definitely adds to the, the retention aspect, kind of like we were talking about oh, earlier. Yeah. Cause I was, I was going to ask you like, Oh man, you fell out of love with dodgeball. What brought you back? And it was Cody. And that just, I mean, there's so many times where I thought I was going to walk away and the people were like, mm, I don't want, I don't want to turn my back on them just yet. So it, it right. speaks volumes. Uh, to who we have playing. Um, Markel, he said, yeah, what Vince said, how did you do that? I think he was referring to your crazy dodge. So I think we answered that one. Um, Cody asks, how many people are you trying to put to sleep? So All you... of them. Oh, okay. I, I was like, we kind of talked about it <laughs> offline a little bit, but yeah, if you wanted to elaborate, so just everybody. Uh, <laughs> so what Cody's referring to is basically just uh, me throwing a ball at somebody. He's always been instrumental and don't throw a ball at them throw it through them Mm. so anytime i throw a ball it's 
pretty much with 110% malice. And if you catch it, kudos to you. If you get hit by it, it's pretty much the same thing the entire tournament. Like, that's just kind of the way that I throw now, and which is why it switched from being uh, extremely like semi-defensive and just elusive and dodgy to just just let him throw. Hmm. That's funny because you so you tap into like that dark energy, that dark power for the second. Yeah, it's off. like a super saiyan or something like that. Like I don't, I don't, I don't even know what I would attribute it to. Like I think I I had thrown a couple balls. Um, when we were uh, doing the church thing and it was just like yeah like we need to have you on our team type thing and like my first couple of years of Boosh I did I never really threw I was just there kind of catching and just kind of dodging and then like I said that that one year where we didn't have Stone and we didn't have Derek it was just like okay well here we go and it just kind of took off after that nice uh, Markel asks, uh, what was the hardest games uh, to play? So, like, maybe best matchup or that you can think of where it was just like, man, that was a battle. Um, The Canadian Westerns tournament last year, I think it was. Um, it was myself, uh, Kaylin Estabrooks, and... Uh, I think his name is V. I probably forgot it. I'm sorry. I love you. Um, against um, two of the guys that are um, on one of the Canadian teams, really good, really good, really solid players. Um, for the life of me, I'm forgetting their names. But um, we had a uh, we had a no uh, no block sudden death um, sudden death round. It was R uh, three against their two and. Just right away, like once they announced or once they blew the whistle, um, one of their guys threw at one of our guys and he blocked right away. So we were down a player. And um, like right after that, um, they had thrown a ball at Kalen. Kalen got hit at the same time that they threw the ball. I threw the ball at one of their players. And um, it was this back and forth. And um, he had thrown a ball at me and I ended up catching it. And that was that was probably like one of my favorite matchups um just the fluidity of it how quickly everything happened um the fact that you know we had won a tournament in canada i hadn't done that before and i thought that was awesome um but yeah there was that there was um um i think my first game back with boosh after i had taken some time off and i think we were playing final justice Shout out to Kevin. Shout out to Rebecca. Um, I had hit, um, I think I had hit one of their guys in the face. And just that, like, that, like, spark, that energy, that, like, feeling. I was like, man, I've missed this so much. <laughs> and the fact that I was, like, back and, you know, with my with my brothers in Boosh and just that stuff was completely awesome. So, probably those two moments probably stick out the most. And obviously um, nationals uh, last year um, in Nosting with um, the match against thieves and then riding that momentum all the way past uh, havoc and rise. And um, I think there was, might've been one more other team and I can't remember, but yeah, we played havoc rise and then ended up playing crisis in the finals and, just having that be our last tournament 
was, um, I mean, there were tears, like people were happy. Um, I mean, we had finished second in nosing, like in the nation. I, I just thought that was super cool that, I mean, it would have been better to win. Crisis right. is a great team, but you know, just having that not be our, our, um, our prominent ball type and not, you know, not necessarily being really great in nosing. Like we probably had played nosing together as a group, probably about three times total and, um, just kind of riding that momentum and just being a part of that, that end result where it's like, you know what, like we got second place guys. Like this is our very last tournament and we almost like pulled it out. Like just having something like that to like, hold on to is super cool. So obviously it's not like not the best finish, but a oh, pretty dang good one. Definitely not. Considering versus it was maybe, great. Yeah, it was it was great. Crisis kicked our butts, but it was it was fun. I mean, we I don't think we expected to go that far, but things just happened in our in our favor to the point where it's like, hey, like we're competing for a national championship in our very last tournament. I mean, imagine that story. Like, yeah. I would definitely have Eric narrate that with his voice acting skills like for sure that has to happen somehow <laughs> even if it's just like 15 minutes just the build up the history Give me that'd be idea. great that'd be yeah. great we got we got to talk to him we got to talk to him about that i'm legit writing that down right now eric stone <laughs> narrates tc bush history you sir just gave me some ideas thank you you might no you might hear from this uh, two months from now, <laughs> but eight, April nineteenth, twenty twenty, eight thirty eight p.m. Pacific time, planted the seed. So, um, let's see. So that wraps up the crowdsource questions. Um, come back to reality because I'm I'm already thinking about that idea. No joke. Um, <laughs> so. I had this section, I called it like the critical three. Uh, it sounded very judgy. So I kind of just removed some of the questions um, or I pick one from one from the, the, the three and there's the tough four. We kind of talked about like maybe Gloucester Rigger highlights. Um, talk about what you want to achieve from dodgeball. Um, mentioned, you know, what do you want to be known for? But I guess like in terms of, you know, is it a championship you're after? Is it, making team USA is it winning gold is, is there something in particular that you want to achieve in dodgeball or is that just you want to be the best no I mean you actually hit it right on the head um one of my goals um was to make team USA um I was fortunate enough to be invited to that combine last year and uh, just had a great time unfortunately I wasn't selected um didn't let it get to me. I had tried or I wanted to plan to use this year to, um, to, to get better and to hopefully make that team. And that's one of my, um, end goals is to, to make team USA and compete on the highest level, uh, that there is. Um, that's been one of my long-term goals, um, I told myself, I said, if I, if I do that, then I mean, I would quite possibly think about retiring. And then my body was like, nah, bro, you're never going to retire. <laughs> I mean, my body's right. Like, why not? But I think that'd be, that'd be a nice caveat just to be part of Team USA. Um, just watching them play last year, Mike McGee had that 
really gnarly catch, I think, against Australia or whatever it was. And Paige Peterson played just out of her mind um, on that uh, that no block. Um, that was insane. To, to, to advance them. That was nasty. I, I remember watching that live and screaming just just because I know how much work she put into that because she had uh, broken some some bones in her foot at uh, at nationals and just kept going and it's like the, just the grit and determination that you know she brings and just watching that I was like man I want to be a part of that somehow some way I want to be a part of that that was um you want to talk about like watching, you know, your football team play or, you know, something, but sports, but you watch like your friends, people you've talked to, people whose stories, you yeah. know, like I remember talking to Paige, um, just like her path to recovery, how she was just, you know, not going to ever quit. Um, I've known Paige since like 20, 2012 was when she started playing with Tucson dodgeball. I was like, oh, wild Paige up here. This girl's really good. Um, just seeing that and then watching her, you know, through the, as best we could through the live stream, just take out those two players and then getting to understand what's going on in her mind as she's calculating, making all these adjustments and she's doing it on a not fully healed foot was right. probably one of the most excited I've ever been watching any sport at all. Like I was yelling at the, uh, at the laptop and I mean, we all were. And then the coolest thing was just seeing, you know, hashtag us page and just, uh, just the energy that came out of Cancun, um, for us here that weren't there was so fun to watch. And, um, yeah, man, I mean, if you make that, that's, I don't know how you top that other than winning, obviously, but that's when, you know, oh, like, there's right. The, the fact that, you know, Mike McGee had made that catch, I think it was him and Andrew Ketchum in, and he had made that catch where he was airborne and like caught it at the, like the base of his ankles yeah. and was still able to land in bounds. Like that was ridiculous. And then pages, pages throwing in her catch like just the energy that all those girls brought to her like after that and then the energy that all those guys brought was just insurmountable and the fact like you said the, the icing on the cake is that they both won yeah so that was that's that's awesome i would love to be a part of that someday yeah no that's uh if you want to set your goals that that's that's where you guys said it and that's why i kind of I didn't mean to like answer it for you, but I mean, what else? Just listening to you talk and listen to see it, like listening to how you drive yourself. I mean, duh, the top, like that's, that's where you want to be. So checks out. Um, you had mentioned, you teased, you know, uh, retiring. So I, I dug up this question. Um, what does life look like for you after dodgeball? We, we kind of touched on it in terms of like, what do you want to be known for? But when you were legitimately done, you know, and there's no ARP league. Um, what, what, what does life look like? Hopefully that's a very long time from now, but oh, it's, any it's, it's so far down the line. Like, I mean, hypothetically, and that's been the word of the week. Um, hypothetically, if, <laughs> um, if I had made team USA last year, I mean, I don't know, you know, like if I'd still be playing, but, I'm kind of glad I didn't because that enables me to work harder now. Um, I'll be, I'll be 36 next year or next month actually. And I've only been playing dodgeball for six years. I think if that, you know, two years off. So maybe about around four and a half, five years. Um, there's so many people now that 
I would like to at least play one tournament with. And there are so many people that I've actually gotten a chance to play said tournaments with. And, um, I mean, I don't know. I don't even know if I could stop now if I wanted to, just because it was taken away this year. And there's, there's so much that I, that I still want to do. Um, there's so many tournaments that I still want to compete in that I didn't get a chance to because of the elite seasons. And they would always like, uh, they'd always, you know, coincide with whatever other tournaments were going on at the time. And I could just never make those tournaments due to the, uh, you know, it's like, Hey, I have to be there for my team. Like I, you know, so just tournaments and people, like there's so many people that I still kind of want to team with, um, that I haven't had the chance with yet. And I think until I meet all those, uh, all those goals, then, I mean, I'm around for the long run. Nice. In the words of uh, Joe Coelho, "To the wheels come off, and maybe, maybe then some." Yep. Nice. Yeah, it's a, it's a very selfish question I ask all the time, just to give me ideas of like what my life look, what my life looks like after dodgeball, and it's, I mean, I gotta stay involved at some point, um, some capacity, whether it's a coach, water boy, uh, custodian. I don't know. I just, I gotta be around it. I, I can't see yeah. just completely shutting down, like by dodgeball. Um, yeah, I, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, there's too many, there are too many memories. There's just, like I said, just so many good people. Like I couldn't just wholeheartedly just leave it and then just pretend like it never existed. I can't. Yeah. I, uh, I got dark when I was on the, uh, ball out podcast with, uh, Brett miles. Um, they're, they're kids to me. And I asked him like, could you imagine what the life, what the world would be like if dodgeball just stopped? Like we never recovered from this. And everything that we put into all the hours, the blood, sweat, tears on the court, all the productions, all the tournaments was just done. Just no more dodgeball. Like it went dark. And I, I was trying to, I don't know what I was trying to do. I think I was trying to get them to, I was trying to show my appreciation for the fact that, you know, when I'm gone, there's going to be people picking up after me and there's always somebody trying to produce content or produce tournaments so that that day never happens like i think i was just trying to scare them into not giving up <laughs> not to stop doing what they're doing right i got a really i got a really messed up way of motivating people um <laughs> yeah i'll just i'll just do it that but um i think it worked i hope it i hope it did i hope it i hope know, it worked sparked the fear of god in them they're gonna continue doing what they're doing and you know maybe more people will step up and you know if heaven forbid you know Jake Mason's done with USA Dodgeball. Somebody picks up after him. If Mark's done, Tyler's done, people step up and, you know, just carry that torch. Um, it's a legacy at this point, and we, we don't want to oh, ever, yeah. ever see that go away. So, Oh, yeah. But let's end this on a, on a happy note. Uh, last question. Six Steve Damons against six Joe Fernandez's. Who wins? Uh, I think it only takes that one Steve Damon, actually. Ah. <laughs> Eat it, Joe. I am timestamping that and saying that directly <laughs> to him tonight. Uh, no, <laughs> just a rehash from I forgot who asked that question during the the clash. But um, um, do you have a favorite dodgeball memory to date that's off the court that we might not have touched? Um, I think um when I met Ashley Guevara, um we um we had had this semi-small conversation about uh drinking the juice out of like fruit cups 
and it was right after I think I had drank the juice out of an expired fruit cup and we had had this conversation she was like oh you drink the juice out of fruit cups I was like yeah it's like don't you she was like yeah everybody should and we've been friends ever since her birthday is also coming up her birthday is on September 1st nice so yeah another shout out to September yeah Ashley's awesome I've I've known her for a minute too she started here in Phoenix and same thing Uh, ran into her one wild night talked about dodgeball uh partially intoxicated but just remember all right back in my mind gotta put you on <laughs> and sure enough next season uh i think it was like our first episode for this season she was on and um no, she's she's great and uh I, I was laughing earlier because i just pictured you like getting drunk off like fermented fruit juice and i just i don't know my mind went somewhere it's really funny so It'd be an absolute nightmare <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh that's no, not a you. that's not a buzz you want um oh actually there's there's another one there's um so at, at nationals, I think it was last year. Yeah, last year at nationals. Um, I told everybody for my birthday, I just wanted pictures, like just to kind of have like a commemorative like album of like, hey, this is nationals. This is awesome. This is like, you know, the week before my birthday. And I remember um, taking a picture with Paige and she had just lifted me up and just like held me like in the air, like, like, like Simba. And I was just like, oh, like, this is awesome. Like, she just held me and we had taken a picture. And it's probably one of my favorite pictures to this day. Was this at, so this was at Nationals last year? Yeah. Maybe that's yep. why Patrick tried to pick me up. Maybe he saw that. <laughs> that would make some kind of sense. But, man, that's awesome, Paige. <laughs> just straight <laughs> to picked you up, huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like I said, one of, one of my favorite pictures. That's awesome. Awesome, man. Well, let's go ahead and pull up the Austin Deeks joke. I think I'm getting better at this because I asked for this one like this afternoon. Um, asked, uh, hey, man, got one locked and loaded for the uh, Bizzle interview tonight. Let me read it real quick because I always mess it up. Okay, he says, actually, this is appropriate. So, ladies, if <laughs> you can't appreciate your fruit jokes, then you need to let that mango. I was just saying, because we're, we're talking about fruit cups and thank you, Austin. And uh, he he did identify himself earlier in the chat. Uh, we'll we'll do a bonus because why not? So Sound Gecko said, "Why didn't the dog want to wrestle?" And because he was a boxer. And I was like, "Ah, okay, it's Deeks. That's who it is." <laughs> oh my god! Wow. <laughs> So he says ding, 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 and also hashtag Team September. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, in another universe, sure. That was a stack team, but uh, it played out the way it did. But hopefully we see that in real life at some point. Um, that would be the best outcome that could happen. But, yeah, I, I guess if, uh, if you don't have any, like, shout-outs or additional words, we can just kind of leave it at that. And, you know, I'm sure we'll have you again in the near future. Um I definitely want to do like a, a what 2020 would have looked like and incorporate more voices, more input, more opinions, more perspectives. But, um, Oh, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, as far as shout outs, I mean, you for sure for doing this, um, pretty much all of TC Bush, uh, both male and female. Um, they kind of definitely paved the way for, for, for me, for this to happen. Um, 
they were around for God knows how long before I even found out that they were a team. Um, all the trash pandas, all of TC dodgeball, um, pretty much everybody in the dodgeball community. Um, Vince March makes for sure. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, Paige Peterson, Rebecca Chappell, Chappelle. See, I did it too. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, who else? Sam Hutter, um, Cody Foley for sure. Like I said, that's, that's, that's the reason why I, I had ended up coming back and he knows that I appreciate him to the ends of the earth. That is, that is my spirit animal. And I tell him that all the time. He, um, he's been extremely, um, he's been extremely helpful and I am forever grateful for everything that he's done. All the tutelage he gave me before, um, the combine said, just go there and have fun and, you know, don't think too much of it. If you don't make the team, then so what? He's like, just, you know, just keep it going. He's like, you know how good of a player you are. Like, keep it going. You know, there's always next year if you don't make it. Just go there and have fun. Nice. Um, just uh, Andrew Ketchum. Um, him and I talk all the time. He is, he is probably one of the nicest people that I've met um, in dodgeball. Um, all of Chicago Task Force that you know, still wants me to kind of join their team. And like I said, I just, I just haven't made a decision yet. I don't, I don't know when that's coming. I don't know if it'll, if it'll come at the end of the year, if it's going to be something before like next year, because there have been, there's been some talk. Um, I know I had joked on uh, one of the podcasts you did with DeMonte and said jokingly that Cody and I were a package deal. So if you want me, you got to take Cody and vice versa. And there are a couple teams on the West that like, okay. that, um, that tried to uh, take us up on that offer, um, but we haven't made any decisions yet. And with him recently just getting engaged, who knows what's going to happen? So, fair enough. Well, naturally, man, being the the awesome, gracious person that you are, you probably have the longest shout out section. So I will definitely include all of that. <laughs> but uh, cool, man. Well. Yeah, I think what we'll do is we'll go ahead and end the interview there. All right, so that was my interview with uh, Jeremy Bizzle, and that was a very, um, very long-anticipated one from when I talked to you, Jeremy, back in almost a year ago to date um, at the the Nationals in Austin. Um, yes, I was probably very buzzed, um, but I do remember just being very um, impressed with how humble you are, and um, I, I just see that consistent throughout this last 12 months um you know with your facebook posts how people talk about you and um, you want to talk about like how you want to be remembered um you were well on your way for for doing for making that that mark and um this is refreshing it was, it was great talking to you and you know as we talked about offline you know the two hours flew by so quickly and i hope that um people really enjoyed this interview um at least half as much as i did um it was great and I'm just going to gush all, all, all night long. So what I'll do is stop myself there and uh, bid everyone that's still listening a great uh, rest of your evening, a great weekend, and we'll see you next time.
All right, so this is a little bit weird. Uh, don't normally do this, but um, Jeremy, you really caught me off guard with what you said about the podcast, and you got me to kind of open up in a way that I never had about why I do this. Um, I've kind of glossed around it, but I never really spoke to that definitive moment, and I don't really know where to put that. I didn't want to take away from the shout-outs that you provided, so if you are still listening, I guess bonus or punishment, because um, it's going to be about what you said about me, and I just wanted to capture that so that future me can listen to this You know, a couple of years down the road when I'm burnt out and need to recharge. So um, this isn't going to be a blooper. It's just basically someplace I didn't know where to put. Enjoy. But um, cool, man. I, I think that's all I have, so... I think I'll do is just go ahead and end the interview there and swoosh. Um, all right. So we're, we're still in the stream, but this is going to be the offline part. Was there anything you wanted to discuss or final thoughts or I usually, I usually take a break here cause I don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but I want you right. to have time to think about it. So <clears throat> definitely not trying um, to rush you, but no, I, um, I wholeheartedly appreciate everything that you do. Um, I think the dodgeball podcast has been really quintessential and at least trying to keep the community together. Um, just the various interviews and, um, just learning about different players that, you know, you might not get a chance to, to like, you know, meet in person or, or anything like that. I think, I think what you're doing is phenomenal and I've loved every podcast that you've had, um, I, I love the fact that you're uh, influencing others to to kind of do the same with, you know, Miles and Brett with their ball out podcast and, um, you know, things of that nature. I think it's awesome. Um, keep it up. You're doing great work and I love it. Well, thanks, man. Um, yeah, I, I kind of talked about like the the fear of the legacy ending and this is this is my contribution to it. So I went to uh, a, a stumbled into like it was just spur of the moment type thing to the um, college football hall of fame in Atlanta where, when I was training with the army and um, this free. So we just walked in and said, you know, whatever. And I remember thinking, okay, we had this podcast episodes with me and Brett. It was really cool. It was like 15 minutes. We didn't really get to know people as much as something I always wanted to do. So it's kind of in the back of my mind. And, um, at, and this was like, again, 2017, we go in and I'm looking at this guy's Jersey and this guy probably passed away. Uh, I mean, this is like, you know, 40s, 30s, like 1980s, man, like just super old. And I was like, you know what? Somebody took the time to take this guy's picture to write his story and and encapsulate his jersey into like a, a glass cube. And some random kid off the street, myself, well, random old man off the street, saw this. And so he's alive for this moment because, because of this second that we're having. Like it... it it's it was a weird feeling, man. It like it 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 was. I'm not trying to get all interstellar, but it just like transcended time and space. And I got to know this guy who I'll never know under any other circumstance. And I was like, "Holy shit, I get the podcast going! Like I got to just interview as many people as possible and just go as far as I right. can." Because at the end of the day, at the very least, when I'm an old man sitting on my porch, throwing back PBRs with pet my dog, I'm listening to the people I used to know back in the day. And uh, yeah. That was the motivation, and every time somebody says something cool like you did, I'm like, well, I got another two seasons already. There we go. <laughs> like, I can't stop. So, thanks, man. That's you're, a... you're you're doing the right thing, man. You're definitely doing the right thing. Like, this is something that you know we can all like. Whenever there's a new episode, 
just like, oh man, like I can dedicate, you know, an hour, hour and a half or whatever to, to listen to this because I may or may not know this person, but now it's, it's definitely more in depth. You can find out, you know, what his likes and dislikes are, like what his favorite tournaments are, his favorite, you know, like it's, it's a little bit of everything. And I think a lot of people love this as well. I mean, like you said, with the, uh, the, the, the birthday month, like bracket, like just everything like we're talking about dodgeball consistently in a year where there's no dodgeball like this is this is what we want so you're you're definitely doing the right thing um by by keeping this going and inspiring others to 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 do the same and it's it's great i just love listening to it like while i'm at work on the car ride to work at home um and then um, also ingratiating other people to to listen to this as well and they're just like oh man i might not know this person but you know like this is cool and you know that could generate them to want to learn to you know how to play dodgeball it's like why do you do the things you do like it's just it's so it's so wide like you can literally bring anybody into this and just have them listen and find out so much about other people um on top of just executing a like executing this on a great platform like it's great well thanks man i'm uh gonna go cry now and then also gonna need you to say all that again because i need to count down and actually get this online no, i'm just kidding um <laughs> <laughs> i might i might put that towards the end um but i appreciate that man that that this is a lot and like i said that just motivates me to keep going and i, I get a lot of help um a lot of help i mean sergio has been <clears throat> clutch with the timestamps just oh, yeah. started doing them like he just I didn't even have to ask him we just started doing them and i was like hey dude like you know do you want to interview people at, at some point and he ran with the international and justin wanted to do a couple guest episodes lucas wanted to do a couple guest ones rebecca's getting ready to do the young guns of the north i mean it's it's awesome man like i i am happy that i think i could walk away and somebody would pick this up and if not you know you got ball out you've got um jenny doing the women of dodgeball podcast soon it's oh, uh can't wait for that yeah and it's stuff like that that just i mean I, i'm incredibly humbled and grateful every time somebody mentions something like that so i could keep gushing for like the next hour but i definitely appreciate it man and like i said i might i might put this part as as a blooper just because uh kind of wanted to go back to you um 